Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! like Optimus.
What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 148 of the Bone Bad Show. This is Steve. This is Gord. How's it going, man? I jinxed us. I jinxed us last episode where I mentioned I'm still using all the original equipment that I have used since the beginning of the podcast. Okay. And my computer is... She died. She died. It's broke. No more. So I'm, I'm podcasting on brand new equipment. The microphone is the same, but it's a new PC, which means I had to install Skype on the new machine. And what happens anytime I do anything with Skype, anything at all, <laughs> I have to create a whole new identity because I can't remember my old password. And everything that Skype tells me is a legitimate email address. It then changes its mind and says it's never heard of before. So, yeah, and, and my Skype contacts list is littered with different gourds, different variations you've used throughout the ages. It's sad. It's really sad. And, you know, you're the only person I use Skype with. Like, you're it. Yeah, I have literally dozens of contacts. and Gourd, gourd, you. gourd, gourd, yeah. gourd, 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 gourd. Yeah, Mighty Wombat Gord. A, a, any variation of your name is is there in like this dead link that's never going <laughs> to do anything with. Yeah, you may as well just delete them it, with the next update. But of how, Skype, how do I know? I, I won't even know which one's which. That's yeah, why you got to start deleting like, those old fuck. ones, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's no really good for sad. anybody. But the good news is, What's it's the good our news, Halloween Steve? show. Oh, thank Jesus. epic extravaganza we do every year where we listen to awesome music, we drink awesome beer, or or in your case, root beer, and we eat crappy, crappy candy. Oh, I got the crappy candy for sure. So why don't we we start this thing off right? Uh, First, musically, I am so thrilled about this. We have the return of one of my favorite bands of all time from Sweden. This is Witchery. Uh, we opened the show with the tune Plague Rider from their 2007 album Don't Fear the Reaper. And uh, the reason we've got them on the show is on November 25th, they've got a brand new album coming out called In His Infernal Majesty's Service. And we've got a brand new cut to unleash from that unreleased album in a little while. In addition, we have an interview with the guitarist, the riffmeister, the songwriter, Patrick Jensen of Witchery. So it's going to be a thrill to have him back on the show. And we're going to eat some candy and drink some beer. So why don't we start with the uh, beer, Gord? What are you drinking? Oh, well, let's see. I'm going to make a selection here. And the first thing I'm going to choose is a Bruce Coast. Does it say Bruce Coast? Yes, it does. (laughs) Bruce Coast unfiltered ginger ale. Looks like a clear soda. With some sort of nasty effluent in the bottom. <laughs> okay. Like if, like if you ever have, uh, I don't know, maybe you left a drink outside and then you came back, I don't know, two months later. And for some reason, maybe you had a cap on it. I don't know. There's just a, a couple layers of sediment and fine feathery sludge at the bottom. So That's it's what like this looks like. Ginger kombucha? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, minus the bucha part. Oh, cool. I just sprayed it all over the uh, not only the chair but the cat. Yeah, and your new computer probably. Mm. So while you're dicking around with that, I am Jesus. opening up a Omnipolo Zodiac, or maybe it's Omnipollo. I'm not quite sure. Well, but this is a India Pale Ale brewed with wheat and oats in Belgium, no less. The label is fantastic. There are a dozen different weird 
UFO and alien symbols in a black circle. It is very mysterious looking. There's no words on the front of it. I saw this and thought it was cool. So we're going to give this a shot. You can always judge a book by its cover. That's how Or a beer goes. by a cover anyway. I mean, yeah. it's our Halloween episode. That's what we do here. And I've covered this chair with this Effluent? Was that the word you used? I think that's the word I used. Because you're affluent enough to afford effluent? No, I, I'm not. I'm reaching into the bag and I'm pulling out. Now, my wife did the honors on the candy this year, so uh, I'm not responsible for this. And I'm opening up something called Bristow's Chewy Bonbons. Rhubarb and custard. <laughs> Holy God. I don't know, man. That sounds like a crime against humanity sounds right Sounds like there. a risky career move right here. Wow. Well, while you're doing that, by the way, this uh, this ginger ale I'm drinking, despite the fact it's got kombucha in it, it's a tasty ginger ale. It's not too, not too terribly spicy. I like my ginger ale a little spicier. It's very, it's got a very honey flavor to it. And uh, my first candy is a whistle pop. Ah, uh-huh, that's old school, baby. That's really old school. I don't think I've had one of these since I was maybe six. Works. Thanks. Please do that in my fucking ear again. <laughs> you know what? What's wrong I'm with you? I'm going to enjoy this candy. <laughs> oh, my God. What a tool. <laughs> Throughout the rest of the show, I'm just going to randomly blow into my whistle pop. <laughs> just put your lips together and blow. Yeah. Don't do that again. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> totally told me to do it. Okay. So the chewy bonbons are kind of stale. Leftover from last Halloween, maybe? Maybe. They're very hard and chewy. The flavor isn't unpleasant, but it's kind of hard on your teeth. And I went to this the thing... dentist today, so this is I'm oh. not doing myself any favors. Well, no, you got a nice, clean, smooth surface to work with. Did they did they give you the polishing and everything? Oh, yeah. I got I got my teeth polished right. Did they give you polish with release? No. <laughs> they don't do that here in Washington. No. You don't get a happy ending with your tooth cleaning? Unfortunately, no. Hey. Huh. I must have really good insurance. <laughs> All right, man. So we got uh, we got some beer. We've got some candy. We've got music. Why don't we uh, do what we always do about this time, Gord? Steve? What pisses you off? Oh, Steve. It's the whole new computer setup experience that pisses me off. I, I recently got a new phone, which is essentially a small computer that you hold in your hand. And that's a Google phone. And so I, I had the Google experience where you're switching everything over. And Google's like your over-enthusiastic neighbor who's helping you move. Yeah. Like most of your stuff is like, oh, most of your stuff's over here now. Uh, but, you know, some random things has been lost. You won't know what's lost until you need it. But, you know, most of it moved over pretty quick. Thank you, neighbor. Have a beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then... Moving over on the Microsoft experience for this computer, because it's Win 10, Microsoft, they're equal parts of paranoid and incredulous. <laughs> you got to prove who you are with every step of the way, and half the time it doesn't believe you anyway. It's, it's bullshit moving over to a new computer. And Microsoft affects everything. So, of course, because I did something, now my Xbox sign-in doesn't work, and i got to use a different password for that. And every other Microsoft thing that I have, it's, oh, what? No, you. there's been a giant disturbance in the force. Can't work for you anymore. Our server was on Alderaan. (laughs) 
pisses me off. What about you, Steve? What pisses you off? No, it's funny you should mention that. Actually, is it blow pops? No. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, my co-host. Um, no. <laughs> like my bank, their security, their password security. Like you just go on when you want to check your balance or you want to transfer money or something like that. Their security is the touchiest fucking thing you've ever seen. You look at it funny, and it's like, too many tries, you're locked out, oh, and you got to freaking call it. It's so annoying. I did it literally like one time. We went on vacation recently, as you know, and yeah. uh, while I was gone, I had to like get into the account because I forgot to tell the stupid bank that we were going on vacation. So, of course, the first night Wait, we're eating out. Why do you need out, to tell your bank you're going on vacation? Because they shut your, down your card for fraud in the middle of dinner, and it makes your kids think you're a fucking deadbeat. That's pretty fun. <laughs> I really dig that. So I get back to the hotel room, and I'm seven different kinds of pissed. Fortunately, I had another credit card, so I didn't have to do dishes. And Jeez. I call the bank, and I get it all squared away, but I, I couldn't remember my password. I had to call and change my password. Okay. So I get back home a couple of weeks later, and I had forgotten that what I had changed the password to. I of thought course. I knew. It was between a couple of things, but I couldn't remember what was capitalized and if I stuck an exclamation point in. You know how but you do. Usually with you, it's big dicks and then the exclamation no, point No, that's is... not at all it. Oh. Anyway, so I type it in literally one time, and it locks up. And it's like 7.30 in the morning. I got to go to work, and I'm, I'm calling the bank, and I'm just getting more and more annoyed. And they start doing the, okay, so what's your social security? Net? Yeah, yeah, there's my social Come on, let's get this moving. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> just like, Jesus, you guys, why, can you explain to me why your system locks me out instantly? Oh, well, I guess you must have had a pre-existing password already saved in your browser. And so when you brought that up, it tried to use that. And that's what caused the problem. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, no, I totally know what you mean about the whole password thing. And now and you sort of forget, like when you change computers or if you have a crash, you forget how many things that you sign up for. And then you just kind of forget about it. You yeah, know, and, and so the fire and forget things like Skype, where a, you, you don't do a password every single time. Yeah, so you, 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 the password saved in your thing, and yeah. if it's not saved there, I don't know what it is. Yeah, probably I need to get because I think they have software for that, right? Like password. I'm sure they do. Password Minder software that'll keep track of all your shit for you. So probably yeah, I should like do a, that. I'm getting too old. Essentially a lockbox. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm getting too old. To, I don't have the memory to keep everything locked down. So probably that's what I need to do. Yeah, that pisses me off. Wow, we have similar piss offs this we month. We do, we do indeed. So uh, good hey, thing we have tasty candy. Why don't we listen to a tune, dude? All right, let's do it. You, I think you deserve a treat. So we're gonna go way back. We're gonna go all the way back to 1999. And Witchery's Witchburner EP on Necropolis Records for this Accept cover, I think you'll recognize. Ooh.
Once again, that was Fast as a Shark, the Accept Classic, as done by Witchery, a little bit faster, a little bit harder. I hope you dug that. And, Killer, uh, you'll rip out your heart. <laughs> hey, you know what? What? I think we should have a little surprise interview right now. I didn't tell you about this. Let's see if... Uh, what makes it a surprise? You can't surprise can... me. I'm the co-host. We have notes. Exactly. This is not, this is in, not the notes, in the notes, man. It's not in the notes. I'm going to... This isn't I, a bit. I actually don't know what's going on. You don't on. know what's going on, but I think that you will think it's cool. Let's see if we can. All right. So uh, joining us now, Gord, on the show is none other than Stephen Martin, the director of one of our favorite films from the 2015 Bone Bat Film Festival, Dead Hearts. How you doing, Aww. man? Hey, dude. Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Our, it's our pleasure. What do you think, Gord? Dead Hearts, I'm, man. That's so great. Uh, how's it going, man? You made a great movie. You made such Thanks. a great movie. I mean, I don't want to gush like a fanboy, but I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> we had a really good team. We had, like, we had kind of, like, everyone. I'm, I'm L.A.-based now, but I shot the film in Vancouver, 
And like, we have a really great genre crowd out there. Everyone loves horror. And like, everyone came out. It was during the hiatus. So everyone was like, yeah, we'll make a movie with blood and stuff. And I guess some like <laughs> romance, maybe. So everyone was really, really kind. We had like some of the Supernatural crew, the Arrow crew. We, we got the Sasuke sisters to help us out with some of their American Mary crew. So we were very lucky. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's amazing. You- what a, a perfect t- time, perfect opportunity for you to put that thing together. Yeah, it was good, especially at yeah, Christmas hiatus when everyone was like, don't want to work. And then I would send emails <laughs> going, want to work? Hey. Or for free? <laughs> exactly. You know, this is funny because um, with our film festival, we watched hundreds, you know, I'm, I know how to use the word literally, so we watched literally hundreds <laughs> of films. And yours was a film that as soon as I saw it, I went, wow, this is on a score of one to 10. This is a 10 and it's in the film festival there. I don't know if there's Thank ever been another so much, movie guys. That's, that's done yeah, that. No, it's there are very few. There's a couple each year that are instantly. We just know. And Dead Hearts was definitely one of them. Well, Gort, you know, the thank re- you so much, you guys. Oh, it's our pleasure. You know, the reason that uh, Stephen is joining us tonight, Gord, in addition to he just wanted to be on our Halloween show is that Dead Hearts is going to be released online on Wednesday. Oh, people should totally watch it. I hope they do. We're going to be on Short of the Week uh, on Wednesday. And then after that, you can find us on Vimeo and hopefully hopefully everywhere. So we're, <laughs> we have our fingers crossed that, the, uh, that we do okay online. So fingers crossed. Well, it's, it's so creepy and sweet and charming and it's just a wonderful short i really hope every one of our listeners jumps right in to watch it immediately because it's great stuff (laughs) it's crazy it's after a two-year run we had a two-year festival run we did 155 film festivals we won 45 awards we we were oscar qualified by winning st louis um and then we did a one-year deal with Canal Plus, so we were on French TV for a year. Wow! Uh, and then, yeah. So now we're done. We're back, uh, and we can go online finally. <laughs> so we're excited. Now the masses can enjoy you, not just the the snooty upper crust film festival goers <laughs> and French people. <laughs> and the French people. And the French, right. yes, of course. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been cool. I, I just recently came back from Screen Fast here in L.A., so I got to see some other shorts. Um, my favorite, uh, Babysitter Murders. I don't know if you guys have seen that yet. Ryan Spindle, his new short film, fantastic. I have not seen um, that one yet. I've, I've seen it. it. It's getting accolades everywhere. And I, Did I hear it's a, sing, it's, it's a single shot? No, no. Okay. Oh, okay. So um, you're thinking of Night of the Slasher. Which oh, is, uh, okay. Which that, is yeah, that is what I'm thinking yeah, of. That's okay. a, that is a good movie. That is a good movie. But um, oh, I, I, I hate, because I know them both, I think I prefer The Babysitter Murder. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, Santa, you're an awesome guy. <laughs> No, no, Stephen. When you sent your email, you mentioned that you had a new short, perhaps coming soon. Is that right? Yeah, I do. I'm working on a new one right now. Um, we're shooting. Um, I have to wait till there's some snow on the ground, um, <laughs> and then I'm going to be heading up. <laughs> which, which which means I'm not shooting in LA. I was going to um, say you're going to be waiting a while, my friend. <laughs> 
no, I'm, I'm going to go back to uh, Canada to shoot it. Uh, and yeah, so it's uh, hopefully as soon as the snow falls, we're going to be heading up again. So it'll be fun. Is this a horror comedy? No, it's not a comedy. It's, it's going to be a straight horror. Oh, okay. Straight horror. That works. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll see. Fingers crossed it'll come together. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to it. Well, uh, you know, I mentioned to you, Stephen, that uh, this is our Halloween episode, and uh, you got a beer and some candy? I don't drink beer, but I got a whiskey in front of me. I got a nice that... tall glass of, uh, <laughs> is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. So what are you drinking? <laughs> Just Jack. Just Jack. All right. All right, and I'm, I'm uh, let's see here. I'm drinking, I'm opening up. This is from True Brewing Company. It's called Cursed. It is a mixed culture sour pale ale. So I'm not sure how this will be. I've never tried it before. But uh, we're going to give it a shot here. Mm, Sour, but not too much so. That's good. That's a tasty beer. Mm. All right. And I don't actually uh, drink alcohol nowadays, but my next drink is also sour. This is something I'm not familiar with. Praise or blame goes to my lovely wife. It's called a Pock Pock Solm Soda. Grapefruit flavored. And on the side it says it says tart and bubbly, but it also says drinking vinegar. Whoa. I read that right. Okay. Really? It's a drinking So it's one of them fine sipping vinegars that you hear about. <laughs> no, this is a drinking vinegar. It's not a sipping vinegar. Oh. Wow. It's not altogether bad, but it's still bad. <laughs> It's half bad. You know how people it's, say, like, there's, it's a saying, right? Hey, that's not half bad. Well, this is literally half bad. <laughs> yeah, at least. This is at least half bad. This is roughly actually 80 to eighty to 90% bad. It tastes exactly like, like, it, like it says. It tastes like I'm drinking vinegar with grapefruit. This is, now, this is if you poured it over fish and chips, do you think it would be okay? <laughs> that's the thing it tastes like. It tastes like if you put too much vinegar on your fish and chips and you're, like, right down at the bottom of the basket, that kind of aftertaste in the back of your throat where you're, like, doing the cat thing on... That's and then if you, that's what it's like. If you took that out of the little cardboard boat and poured it into a bottle, that's what you would be drinking? If you just poured it across your your uvula, yeah. Delicious. That's, that's horrendous. I'm going to start drinking again because of that, I think. <laughs> Nothing but alcohol go- going forward. All right. Well, uh, candy-wise, uh, I've got a – I think you've had this one before, Gord. A Nestle Walnut Whip. Does that sound a familiar? Walnut Whip? Yeah, that sounds familiar. It does. Although Nestle sounds like a little too high quality for me. Remember last year my kid got everything at the dollar store for me? <laughs> That's right. This is weird. It looks like a chocolate gooey duck. You mean the clam? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a bad chocolate cone with marshmallow in it. Okay. And walnuts. And walnuts. Not great. Oh. Does not go with the uh, sour beer so great. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I'm eating snowballs. That's my candy choice tonight. Snowballs? Are... Oh, the, the pink things with coconut? No, not the pink things. Not the pink things. I'm pulling out my, um, these are from... When I grew up in St. John's, Newfoundland, which is like a really small province in Canada, pretty close to England, about four, four or five hours away by plane, I used to get these Scottish, they're uh, from a company called Tanux, 
and they're like these little marshmallow uh, coconut-covered chocolate balls. Mm. They're amazing. I, <laughs> I freeze them, and I'm eating them now, and they're incredible. That sounds good. It sounds better than a walnut whip. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> you, and can, I have... you can get them at World Market, believe it or not. If really? you have a World Market near you, you okay. can try Yeah, we have one around here, so I'll, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. All right. It's in the Scottish section next to the Haggis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they go well together. But not the pink, the, the pink coconut Haggis. It's the other kind. No, no, this is the real deal. <laughs> coconut Haggis. <laughs> Or haggis, sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. I got what apparently is a a, a licorice. I'm assuming this is black licorice. Uh, crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, that doesn't sell like candy. Well, you know, so maybe you, you you stopped drinking, but you took up <laughs> the crack pipe. Yeah, it's weird. That's the short of it. You know, you went to World Market. He went to the dumpster behind the. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing about it is you don't have to worry about recycling <laughs> okay you know cans and bottles it's a pain in the ass you just smoke crack <laughs> no recycling i guess they made this so you know children would have all the fun of methamphetamines and all the um horrendous flavors of black licorice <laughs> once again this is a fucking abomination <laughs> No, what really? What was the candy called? It doesn't have a name. It's just this black pipe that looks. I don't know if it looks like a crack pipe, but it was looks it like wrapped? a pipe. I mean, come on, you got to give us something. Yeah. It's wrapped in clear cellophane. It's got a barcode on the back. That's a good sign. That means it probably wasn't just given to my child by a hobo. Um, <laughs> there's a picture of a man throwing something in the garbage, which I think <laughs> means just throw this whole thing away. But they may be trying to tell you to dispose of your wrapper appropriately. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's it. I'm oh, calling uh, it licorice crack pipe. <laughs> okay, well, uh, do you want to hang around with us for one more segment, Stephen? I'd love to, sure. Cool, okay, we're going to bust out here uh, one more song. This is from 1999's Dead Hot and Ready by Witchery. This is Full Moon.
once again. That was Full Moon from Witchery. Uh, now, uh, I think it's time, uh, since Steven is here, why don't we do, uh, Gord, you got any weird stuff this week? Oh, <laughs> we're going to do this with the guest on the show. Yes, we are. All right. Well, <laughs> now, Steven, <laughs> since you're uninitiated, we'll tell you, kind of explain, what what is Gord's weird stuff, Gord? I find a bizarre news story from somewhere around the world. I read it, and maybe we riff on it, or maybe we just sort of stare at our microphones in abject horror and wonder what in the hell I just read. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just see how it goes. Because the story I got this week is from uh, Great Britain. Well, actually, it's from uh, Spain. And here's how it goes. There was a mysterious death of a British man at the Malaga airport in Spain. And it took a bizarre turn when it emerged that he was found with a slice of ham on each buttock and his genitals in an open tuna can. <laughs> I swear to Christ, I am not making Wait, this question. up. Question, since it was in yes. Spain, was it Serrano ham? I mean, was it hamon? <laughs> I'm assuming it was hamon. <laughs> what else would you have on your buttock in Spain? <laughs> well, maybe it was imported ham. It was like Hormel. That's true. It was an imported victim. Huh. Yeah, we need more details. Did he do that himself, or was that well, done the, to him? That's the question. As the story goes on, it gets more mysterious. Mr. Stephen Alford, 51, was discovered face down, bound to a bench between the airport's train station and terminal building. He had one hand bound to one end of the bench and his leg to another end of the bench with cable ties. So he did have a free hand and a free leg. His trousers have been pulled down, and the police are waiting on the, the post-mortem reports to see if he may have choked to death or if he was assaulted. So, I don't know. You could get your junk in a tuna can, I'm thinking, with one hand and one leg free. But it and may easily. be tough to put hand. Yeah, he had, the, he had the one hand free to you know so he could work with the cold cuts and whatnot. <laughs> I'm assuming he sliced everything up ahead of time. The final line in this story, though, is... Police suspect he may have choked on his own vomit, and they're trying to work out what he was doing at the airport. Straight out of Spinal Tap. What is going on? I'm imagining, like, a weirder seven killer that's just really into food. Like, I, I don't know. He's Kevin like, Spacey got a little weird. As, yeah, so weird it's as, as if, what was his name, Verbal Kent? No, no, that's yeah. a... yeah. No, that's a that's Kaiser uh, Soze. Different movies. Anyway, so no, but he, he like worked at a deli, essentially. Well, maybe he just stuck with that one sin, just gluttony, and then started riffing on it. Like, <laughs> really it's into not gluttony. not just eating too much. It's, it's sticking your dick in a tuna can, <laughs> slapping so, ham on your buttocks. So there, yeah, so there's a good chance that once the autopsy is complete, he's got to brie up his ass or something like that. <laughs> That would make it more of a European Union flavor, wouldn't it? Well, you know, you want it to be like body temperature, right? Isn't it better that way? <laughs> I don't know. There's still some controversy whether a baked brie is better than a body temperature buttock brie. <laughs> oh, God. Now, do you think they, they obviously had to bag the tuna and, like, you know, put put all the the deli meat in evidence bags or whatnot. Yes. I'd love to be that guy. That would be fun. <laughs> that forensic specialist? <laughs> no, like we're not going to use the out of chew. Yeah, we won't use the regular guy. We've got to bring in the guy who's got the specialty in luncheon meats. 
<laughs> El Senor Deli bag. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's probably a very specific group of instructions you have to follow that they don't follow very often. <laughs> when you're like, dealing with deli meat? When you're, you're dealing with deli right. meat homicides, yeah. <laughs> you know, there, you got to dust off that binder. <laughs> this all sounds weird, but there's probably like a really simple explanation for it. <laughs> as God is my witness, I just fell dick first into that tuna can. <laughs> Maybe that's how he wanted to go. Maybe that was his like uh, his dream. That was his <laughs> his particular kink and. Uh, he died happy with a smile on his face. That's like that old yeah. old expression. When I die, I want two pieces of deli meat slapped <laughs> in my ass. I was wondering Strap where like that saying say came me. from. For me, it'd be Canadian bacon. I, 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 right? I, I, I couldn't go with Serrano. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, for you, isn't all bacon Canadian bacon? Yes, it is. Or as you call it, bacon. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, like celebrating Chinese New Year in China. <laughs> it's just New Year's. That's true. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you again so much for joining us on the show. And uh, please remind our listeners where they can find your work, Stephen. Well, it'll be on shortoftheweek.com tomorrow. So it'll be up on Halloween. Uh, you can find us at deadheartshort.com. Um, and then uh, I hope you guys like it. If uh, send me a comment. If you don't like it, send me a comment. <laughs> we'll try to improve it. It's uh, it's a fun little movie. Taxidermy, kung fu, biker werewolves. Got a little bit for everybody. It definitely does. It's a wonderful yeah, it, short. No, it can not be improved on. It is no. it is a rare and perfect movie. Yeah, truly, you, you did a wonderful job, you and your team. So congrats again, and thank you for allowing us to play it in Seattle, because that was a, a very rare treat for us. Seattle's my second favorite city in uh, the U.S., next to L.A. I love you guys. All right. Well, uh, let's listen to another tune. Uh, thanks again, Stephen. And uh, this Cheers, is guys. Nosferatu by Witchery. Door. 
right, once again, we just came off of Nosferatu by Witchery. And joining me now, I am thrilled to say, guitarist, songwriter, and riff genius behind Witchery, Jensen. How you doing, man? I'm pretty good, thank you. Dude, it's so great to have you back on the show. It's been too long. It has been, and you just happened to time it with our Halloween episode, so it oh, is I knew just it, I perfect. It's been, we planned this, we planned this. <laughs> you know, it's funny, because I went back and I listened to the last interview I did with you. At the time, we were talking about uh, the length of time between Symphony for the Devil and Don't Fear the Reaper, and this is a Patrick Jensen quote. Six years is way too long for fans to wait for an album. We promise our fans you won't have to wait this long again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're twisting the knife, man. <laughs> it was just so funny because it was right there at the start. I'm like, holy shit, it's been six years. Okay, so maybe you have questions about this later on, but I just want to get this out of the way. Okay. Um, we have had a few um, changes in the membership, or the members of the band. Uh, I mean, Witchery was most active from, uh, you know, around when we started in 96 up until maybe 2003. Because mm -hmm. around that point, um, uh, Arch Enemy started to get uh, really busy. The Haunted took off with uh, The Haunted Baby Do It, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the drummer, uh, Martin Axel, he joined Opeth. And, you know, they've taken off as well. So... I mean, it's been so hard to find uh, a time where everyone could just get together because we have such a great time and we want we we're rehearsing. Bam! We don't kind of send files to each other or something. We we get together and we laugh and we play Saxon covers or I don't know <laughs> and uh, we just you know write songs. So the reason to why it's been six years now, uh, which I really hope that wouldn't have been, but still, is that. It's been too hard to get everyone together. So that is the reason to why uh, Martin said that, okay, I don't want to stand in the way. Uh, it's not like I don't have a band that tours the world, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so you guys go ahead, find a new drummer. And, uh, you know, so we, we're all cool. Uh, Martin is still a really good friend. Uh, but we got a new drummer, Chris Barkenko, um, another Swede who's been playing with um, Carl Forge and Face Down and now plays in a... In a Stockholm, a death metal band called Leek, which means uh, corpse oh, in nice. Swedish. Okay. So as soon as we got uh, him on board, we all of a sudden one giant puzzle, uh, you know, uh, came into place. I don't know what the expression is, but we started to be able to rehearse. So we could start the album and we had uh, this 20th anniversary coming up and we thought we really need to get something going for this. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's the great reason time, to sure. Yeah, so that's well, that is the actual reason to why we started this whole process. And then Martin said, you know, gracefully that, you know, that's fine, guys, go ahead, you know. So now uh, that we have, well, actually, we also had to get a new uh, singer, but we didn't find out about that until we were actually in the studio. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because we had um, the uh, old the Dark Funeral and Hypocrisy singer, Emperor Magus Caligula or something. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Caligula. Anyway, he had some uh, trouble when he did the reunion classic uh, lineup of, with Dark Funeral earlier this year, or maybe it was late last year, where you know the stage started acting like it, it was a ship at sea, like he, he was having vertigo attacks or something. Really? Huh. And, yeah. And um, he got this checked out, and the doctor said, you have a problem with your inner ear, and it's uh, that's what's causing this balance thing. and. 
you just cannot be in any loud environments, not at work or, you know, uh, uh, in your spare time, like on a stage or anything. You can't even wear... Because uh, when you sing, you need to have uh, headphones on that play pretty loud. Right, sure. Uh, and he said he tried it. He couldn't even sing to the demos that we had recorded. So he said, I, I can't do it. I'm sorry, but I can't do it. And he was really... I mean, just imagine really bummed out that you know he's he's been playing the music for so long and he can't do it anymore oh i'm certain yeah 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 so we had to find a new singer as well so we found uh, this um this guy in a local band here uh, in our city in sweden angus noder and uh, i mean he's more available as well so he doesn't <laughs> have kids or anything so at the moment we are uh, a band that can actually play a lot more live and we can rehearse and we can put on albums so well, this is a very long-winded explanation, but now I dare to say it won't be six more years. <laughs> okay? We're going to hold you to that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I was going to ask about that because it sounds like now, I mean, The Haunted is kind of not as active as they once were. Do you think that we might actually see a touring witchery in the States? Absolutely. That One of our goals. Absolutely. Oh, shit, yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, I've been a fan of yours since, I think, the second album when it was when I first heard you guys. And so to yeah. finally have an opportunity to see you guys play live would be fantastic. I really look forward to that. Yeah, we're going to do our best, man. We really want to get out and play. And I mean, this new album, to me, or to us, I should say, um, it, the band sounds revitalized. It's somehow... I think some of uh, the songs could have been on the first album. I don't know if many bands would say, maybe Metallica wouldn't say that, yeah, this song <laughs> sounds like it's off Kill Em All and we're so happy. <laughs> we, we are. You know, many bands, they, they when they get older, they, they like to progress. They, they often go softer. Mm-hmm. They, uh, oh, we learned more scales on the guitar, so we need to play them. But <laughs> not many bands can say that this could actually be our first album. Yeah, well, I was going to mention that, that I think Angus's voice, too, kind of harkens back to that more uh, raw, guttural style that Toxine brought to those early couple of albums. Absolutely. I, I mean, we heard him at rehearsal, and we heard him with his uh, other band, and uh, he has, like, a different um, approach to witchery music. Mm. But when, when it came out of the speakers at the studio, we were like, my God, I mean, what are we sitting on here? This is really really good so i actually i think uh uh the drummer chris Mm -hmm. he plays more in the vein of the first drummer we had mike and and whereas um um, i don't know if you know uh, anything about uh music theory it was not a lot of theory but you can play uh, on the beat or you can play a little before it like you're chasing or you can play laid back on the beat like zach wild make it really heavy Mm mm-hmm Chris plays like Mike did, like just before the beat, like chasing, that makes it more hungry. That's what young people often do when they play. Chris still has that. That's how I play too, because my my idols or my favorite albums are like you know, Let There Be Rock with ACDC or, you know, early Motorhead, you know, that sweaty, you know, like you've done fucking hard work uh, as a <laughs> lumberjack right. or something you know it really when i get off stage i really need to be soaking to feel like i've done something good nice so <laughs> i think that's why we we sound like a i wouldn't say younger band but a hungry band hungry band 
Well, and I love the new stuff that you've got here. I mean, one of my favorite things about witchery has always been that you guys just had a fantastic way with riffs. Like every song, God, that's a great riff. And that's also a great riff. And this time, I mean, you might have like a long meandering riff, like Escape from Dunwich Valley. Or you might have something that is a little more punky, like Empty Tombs. I really got a punk rock vibe from that song. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whatever sounds great. That, that's the cool thing about witchery, because no one has been able to, you know, you guys play this or you play that. It's always, oh, they play black and thrash heavy metal. Like, okay, uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. So that's one of the cool things about witchery. We can, we can take any kind of um, influence or input and then make it our own. Absolutely. Well, it's actually my only gripe with this new album, and I have, I've been fortunate enough to listen to the whole thing, is that where's the instrumental, Jensen? Exactly. No, no bone mill, no born in the night. Where is it? Did you use all the riffs up? Well, it, maybe it's because uh, Angus just was such a cool guy and he sang so well, <laughs> maybe. But I really love instrumentals. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I really miss the instrumental track on this one, on this album. Uh, I'm a big fan of instrumentals. And going back to, uh, I mean, I don't know if you listen to Old Scorpions, but Coast to Coast. Fuck and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Orion, Metallica, of course. Yeah. I mean, there's. I just love instrumental tracks. So there really should be an instrumental track on the next album. So, okay. All right. <laughs> well, while you're touring, maybe you can save up some extra riffs for that. I remember yeah. last time you kind of mentioned that that was what you did with all the riffs that you had left over after the writing session, that you would try to combine that together like a Frankenstein's monster. And that was often where the instrumentals came from. That is true. Wow. I'm so such a wise guy. That, yeah, that is true. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you know, since we happen to be on our Halloween episode, uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. I have no idea what Halloween is like in Sweden. This whole episode, we're drinking beer and we're eating the most fucked up candy we could find. How is Halloween celebrated in Linköping? You might be surprised to hear that Sweden is longing to be the united states <laughs> really it, it, everything that the u.s has uh, sweden is um, probably one of the first countries to embrace i mean everyone speaks english i mean it's to the point where it's been up in our government to uh, you know the you know, whatever it says officially on the sweden wikipedia page that you know there's one language they're gonna make it bilingual bilingual because really? everyone speaks english yeah yeah wow and, uh, you know, uh, Halloween is here. All the other big uh, things that the uh, Americans do is here, are here. Uh, I mean, we have uh, 24-7 stores. You don't find that in, in many places. I think even in, in Denmark, it's uh, forbidden to have certain stores open on Sundays. And just, you know, Sweden is very – Sweden loves the U.S., man. <laughs> so the children there trick-or-treat? That's a normal thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone gets out dressed as uh, witches and Frankenstein or, you know, oh, we have this clown thing here, too. Do you really? The whole, the oh, whole yeah, just, killer clown just, thing? Yeah, wow. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, we're just a country. We have about nine and a half million people. Just last weekend, there were 70 police incident, incidents requiring <laughs> these clowns. They had to call the cops. Yeah. Was one of them Papa from Ghost? 
Well, maybe. He's actually from the Inchoking, too. So. I know, yeah, that's just what I was, yeah. why I was coming. I always kind of imagine you bumping into him at the coffee shop or something like that. Oh, um, no, at the food store. <laughs> For real. Yeah, yeah. You have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's great. I mean, uh, two of the guys in, in Ghost, um, my uh, music teacher in, uh, you know, you, you have music class, everyone in the class goes to music and art and whatever. Sure. Math yeah. class, yeah. Um my music teacher, his two uh, sons are in that band. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know those guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought you probably did. Yeah. They were actually in Seattle uh, three weeks ago. I saw them live for the first time. It's quite an entertaining show. Yeah. So I like them very much. So tell me, Jensen, it's Halloween time. What is your favorite beer that you would celebrate this time of year? Oh, there are so many craft beers. Oh, man, I don't know. Oh, you know what? There's going to be a haunted IPA beer. Is there really? Yes, the haunted made me brew it. <laughs> oh, that is priceless. Great title. Yes, yes so that's that's my favorite beer. <laughs> when is that coming? <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, they sent uh, a batch to Marco. Of course, the singer so Marco always Arles, gets everything, course, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, he's had a few barbecues and uh, tried out the beers. He says it's cool. So And a uh, uh, longtime um, artist, the guy who's uh, done the Haunted logo and everything, he's designing the, the labels, the stickers. So it'll be a proper Haunted thing. <laughs> That's fantastic. So are you the big horror fan in the band, or is it something that you all share? I don't know if uh, anyone's that into horror. I think it's we're into metal. Well, I noticed yeah. like you have an HP Lovecraft theme song this time around. Well, There's a song yeah. about the Salem witch burning. So you you are pulling together a lot of different horror sources for your material for your songs. I wouldn't say I'm a history buff, but I'm I'm very into history, all mm. kinds of history. So and I read a lot, and I've read a lot of HP uh, Lovecraft. I think, uh, well, they're they're kind of different uh, anyway. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe and Lovecraft, but Poe is so much more well-known, but I think uh, Lovecraft is just where it's at. He's just the best horror uh, author there is. About the song The Burning of Salem, uh, of course it's about the witch burnings in mm -hmm. Salem, New England, but uh, it's also, you know, one of my favorite bands all time is uh, Dark Angel, and they have a song called The Burning of Sodom, so ah, it's kind of, a, okay. kind of a homage to them, too. Nice! All right, man. Well, I really appreciate you spending some time with us here on the Bone Bat Show. Uh, My pleasure. It's been an pleasure. absolute pleasure. So can you tell our listeners where they can find your stuff? Hopefully in every record store there is. And if not, uh, then uh, probably at uh, centurymedia.com online. And, of course, Spotify and iTunes. All right, man. Well, the last question we always ask all of our guests here on the Bone Bat Show. Jensen, what pisses you off? Uh, people who can't think for themselves and just uh, don't take time to think things through and just jump to conclusions and uh, you know finger pointing and blah 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 ignorance I guess yeah that seems to be during especially during the political season you see a lot of that and, and I can... yeah I mean it's not only the US there's a lot of stuff going on in Europe too it, it's just these ridiculous things you see people spreading uh, on Facebook or whatever, and no one takes the time to, to think about what they're spreading or where does it come from, who has an interest in spreading this information, and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, 
that that uh, pisses me off. <laughs> I don't blame you. I feel the same way. All right, man. Well, uh, you want to introduce this next tune for us? Okay. So, uh, unfortunately, we can't play uh, um, another song off the new album because it's not out yet. So, I mean, that's Nosferatu that's been released. But um, I want to play uh, a song uh, called The Storm, which um, I think is a great witchery track. And I, I, I hope you like it, too.
everyone. This is Jensen from Witchery. You're listening to The Bone Bat Show. And uh, check out our new album through Century Media. It's called In His Infernal Majesty's Service. All right. Once again, that was Nosferatu, the brand new cut from In His Infernal Majesty's Service. You can catch that album on November 25th from Century Media Records. Following that, we had our interview with Jensen. Uh, once again, thank you so much to him for uh, joining us again. The uh, last time he was on, Gord, I think it was episode 51 of the show. So it's oh, been we were so young back while. then. It's the same episode we interviewed uh, director Stuart Gordon. And uh, I had my reports from riding 200 miles from Seattle to Portland on that show, too. So that was a oh big my God. one. But uh, it was great to have him back. And then uh, we closed the interview with a tune from... Uh, 2001 Symphony for the Devil. That was The Storm. So uh, there you go. Beer-wise, I just cracked open my third brew of the evening. This is from a Denver brewer called Local Option Beerverks. And it's called Exorcist. The power of yeast compels you. (laughs) And I've got... uh, This is so close to being perfect. It's Root Beer, R-O-U-T-E Beer. 66. Not 666, but Route 66. Looks like a little Route 66 sign, and it's spelled R O U T E beer. So that's cute. Route 666 would be better. You know, this is pretty, pretty decent root beer. I'd say, uh, yeah, real cane sugar, caffeine free, as all root beer is. Not a bad root beer. Eh, kind of a cutesy, maybe perhaps too cutesy label for me, but I'll let it go. Hmm. This stuff's interesting. It's actually got a very sort of a weedy flavor or a, a grainy flavor, kind of like a porter, like a toasted porter. Hmm. Weedy, not weedy, though, right? Yeah, weedy or okay. grainy. Yeah. I don't like, know if you're I think drinking it, some of that barley? beer. Could be the barley? It could be. Like, perhaps you know, a you toasted eat... barley. That's pretty good. That would, would go good describe... with a you darker can't say barley. You could say weedy. Reaching in the bag. Oh shit! We've had this one before. The yeah. Nestle Lion. Oh, you didn't like that, if I recall. I didn't care for this before. It, I got gummy candy zombie bites, fruit flavored eyes and brains, brains and eyes, the two of the organs that are failing me in my old age. <laughs> oh, they're individually wrapped too. That's cool. This is very eye centric though. I I got three eyes before I even got a single brain. Maybe the brains are, like, towards the bottom of the box. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those film festival eyeballs I saw bouncing around. <laughs> you mean the special eyeball? Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. Oh, good. I'm eating a brain. Now, this yeah, is it's caramel, probably the best gummy brain I've eaten all week. Caramel, nuts, and chocolate on a cookie of some sort. Almost like a beefed-up Twix. Yeah, Twix and beef don't go well together. <laughs> It's like, imagine a Twix with a slice of beef jerky in the middle. No, it's not like that at all. <laughs> just rolled up, just like a, I don't know. So, dude, uh, do you got any uh-huh. multimedia triage stuff this episode? Not much. Not a hell a heck of a lot. We did kind of just do a show. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of been playing a lot of XCOM and kind of <laughs> been watching the things, <laughs> yeah, the things that uh, I was watching before. Westworld, I'm liking a lot more. Yeah, you um, kind of pissed all over that. I, think, I wasn't I excited think you, about it after episode one. You weren't in the mood for it, I don't think. Yeah. 
And then you totally altered my words and put it on the stinger at the end of the last show. Thank you very much. <laughs> Dick. That was so funny. <laughs> you amuse you. I was very tickled when I'm sitting there, like, making it you, like, sound like you like or something. Which you didn't. Yeah. All right, so a while back I talked about a movie, Eye in the Sky, with uh, Helen Mirren and a few other actors, about a drone strike that's, that's supposed to go on. And it was just a great movie. I think I gave it a five-star review. Great movie about drone wars and, and the kind of warfare we're doing now. Very tense, not a lot of action. And because of that, Netflix recommended that I watch The Good Kill which is also a movie about drone strikes uh, that's centered around a pilot played by Ethan Hawke, who's nice and safe in Las Vegas, flying these things out of a out of a metal box in the desert in the U.S. and, and killing people overseas with them. Uh, that movie, not so really great. Whereas Eye in the Sky was a really balanced view of the whole thing and, and raises a lot of questions, this was just a really heavy-handed the CIA is a bunch of dicks, and anyone that flies these things is just subject to terrible emotional turmoil and can't function as a human being. The good kill, the bad movie. That's what I'm saying about this. Don't watch <laughs> okay. this movie. But something did just start on TV, and I've watched episode one so far of the new season, and I'm liking it so far. Black Mirror. Now, don't say a fucking thing about it. If I haven't seen it yet, don't spoil this for me. Fuck Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> okay, I won't. I've only seen the first episode, you know, and I have was a question. Good? Yeah. I'm not going to spoil this for you. The first episode has to do with social media. Okay. And I'm curious if the whole season, which is only like 6 episodes, is is all about social media or if that's just if that's just episode 1 is social media story. My it, guess you know, is that they'll you don't mix really want to Black Mirror about. doesn't really repeat itself. They're they're pretty good about mixing up the types of technology that they talk about. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I just heard that it was about social media, but maybe someone was talking about just episode one. I don't know. So far, the, that first episode I watched, really good. I cringed the whole time. The guy that writes these is really good at getting into my head and then writing movies that are a version of of one of my own private hells. So, <laughs> okay. Congratulations, you're still doing it. Nice. Yeah, what about you? Uh, you know, the only thing, I mean, like you're saying, I've been uh, catching up on a lot of TV stuff, so I'm watching uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, which is fucking great. It um, is, I'm watching that. I'm watching Westworld. I'm watching uh, Walking Dead just started up again. I'm watching that. We're watching The Exorcist on Fridays. Great twist last week, I think is episode three or four. Had a, just a brilliant, you did not see it coming twist at the end of it. Oh man, I hope this show doesn't get fucking canceled because I'm really digging what they're doing. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I haven't watched that at all. I bought a book. With pages and everything? Yeah, now this is funny. You, you were talking about Westworld. One of the writers for Westworld is none other than Ed Brubaker, who uh, is a well-known graphic novel and comics writer. He wrote The Death of Captain America. He wrote Criminal. He's written a lot of great stuff. And he just released the collector's edition of a story called The Fade Out, which is like a classic Hollywood film noir sort of a story about a writer who gets caught up at the time of the communism 
accusations and all that type of stuff. Yeah, the and Red Scare. murder and all kinds of, you know, just sort of seedy, noir type of stuff. It's a gritty, cool crime story with absolutely beautiful art by Sean Phillips. Each issue has like a full uh, bleed kind of black and white painting that was done that looks like a classic Hollywood star. So it's just a really cool story. I would absolutely recommend checking it out, The Fade Out. Really good. Cool, man. I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah, no, it was it was great. And this is a great way to get it. It's a nice hardcover version of the 12-issue series or whatever it was. It's a, a very nice package. Why, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, that, what else, buddy? That's it. I mean, I could repeat myself, but our <laughs> listeners have already told, heard me talk about what I'm playing and what I'm watching and so no need i have been hitting the horror movies hard i you know i don't need to review them but uh let's see we've watched went back and watched ghost story the film from uh, 1976 or whatever based on the peter straub novel i had never oh. read the novel the the movie was kind of a slow burn but it was pretty I remember cool. it was really disappointing when i watched it as a child yeah it, well i don't know you know when you're a little older maybe you you're not looking for guns and thunder and you might appreciate it a little more could be. It wasn't the best thing I've seen, but it was it was pretty good. Uh, we saw Terror Train with Jamie Lee Curtis. We yeah. saw uh, Phantasm, the remastered version. We watched uh, Devil's Backbone and Kronos. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has released those three films, Kronos, Devil's Backbone, and Pan's Labyrinth with Criterion Blu-ray versions, which are just beautiful and cleaned up with uh, absolutely amazing extras on it. Really cool stuff, and you can. I had already bought them separately, except for Pan's Labyrinth, but you can buy it in a really nice box set. So if you were holding out, uh, Criterion just did one of their 50% off sales, so that was the time to pick that up. But they do that every few months, so you could probably do it again at Christmas time, I would think. But uh, rewatched uh, Coraline. Yeah, that's a wonderful movie. That's a great, you know, I'd forgotten. I just remembered how great it was. I just, I. But I'd forgotten about parts of that movie. Man, it was good. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, that's uh, what I've got. So you want to listen to another tune? Let's do it. All right. We're going to go back to Symphony for the Devil from Necropolis 2001. This song is called Omens.
is too fucking great. Let's just play another one right now. Let's grind up some motherfuckers in the bone mill. Martin, the director of Dead Hearts, and you listen to the Bone Bat Show. All right, once again, that was Omens and Bone Mill, taken from Symphony for the Devil, Necropolis Records 2001, from Witchery. Keep an eye peeled for in his Infernal Majesty's service on November 25th, just in time for Thanksgiving, because you need more evil at Thanksgiving. You do. You really do. You, you got the gravy, you got the mashed potatoes, you got the evil. So, keep an eye peeled for that. Uh, thank Please you. Please pass the evil. We got a lot of people to thank this episode, man. We've got, uh, you know, we do. But I got one more pock talk. What, what, what? You got another drink, Gord. 
Yeah, I got another one of these pock pock things, and I'm looking at it. This one is ginger. However, it just it it like the other pock pock soam soda does say drinking vinegar on the side, so I'm not sure. Oh, is this a drink or is this a douche? This is <laughs> this is terrible. This is terrible. Don't drink vinegar. You know what? When you're making wine, you're like really trying to avoid making vinegar because right, yes. people don't like to drink it. Don't, this is awful. What are you drinking, Steve? No, I have had, I have had, I will say, balsamic vinegar. Like when you go and they'll pour a little bit in like a, a little thimbleful and you'll taste that. And that yeah, but not a 12-ounce bottle But you're not drinking it. 12 ounces of it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I no, am drinking. Ugh. This is... Uh, yes. This is from Portland, Oregon's gigantic brewing company. It's called Kiss the Goat Black Doppelbach. It has got a goat-headed wizard who's holding a snake and a severed head standing in a pool of ink with eyeballs in it. And on the back it says, Black was never a color of death or terror for me. I think of it as warm and generative. Clifford Still. So there you Mm. go. More great packaging. How's the beer? That's interesting. Okay, that, so that's another toasty porter, but it's much more smooth than the Exorcist. I like this a little better. All right. Well, now I got another candy too. This is a new one for me. Okay. It's Necco wafers, but they're tropical. What? Yeah. Now traditionally Necco wafers come in the flavors of well, obviously Chalk, there's the licorice. Tums. Yeah. There's there's uh, gunite. Drywall, <laughs> gypsum, <laughs> dust. So we'll see how tropical gunite tastes. Okay. Huh. It's not as dusty and chalky, but it does taste like <laughs> sunscreen. So yeah. your, your tongue is now coated in SPF 30? Yeah, banana boat SPF 30. This is also now... Maybe there are other flavors. I got a bunch of white ones. I'm assuming those are all wretched coconut. I got a yellow one here. Probably banana. Oh, that's going to be banana. Stay away, dude. Banana. That's really one of the... Jesus. As far as like the artificial fruit flavors, artificial banana to me is just like the worst. It's just awful. You know, it started out as banana, but then it kind of went in a guava direction. I'm not sure what that was supposed to be. Well, maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. This one tastes kind of like mango. Oh, they're listed on the side. Coconut, yep. Passion fruit. Strawberry, lime, banana, and mango. (laughs) I guess gypsum is just implied. (laughs) That's what they're actually made out of. Oh, right. And they add FD&C number six and red, yellow. Yeah, better than the uh, licorice crack pipe, though. Sodium benzo. Right. Oh, way down in the pack, there's an orange one. Like one orange one halfway down. You know that's the one good flavor, too. Well, I'm out of candy, so I'm just drinking my Kiss the Goat. All right. All right. So uh, thank you. We, of course, would like to thank Patrick Jensen from Witchery for joining us on the show. Absolute pleasure speaking with him again and uh, listening to a ton of great tunes from Witchery. I am so sorry that we couldn't play more from the new album. But uh, you'll want to pick that up. I've heard the whole thing, and it is really good. If you like that old-school type of thrashy metal that reminds you of the stuff you were listening to in high school, if you're that kind of metalhead, but it's a little harder and a little faster, 
I think that this is a great selection for you. So I hope you dig it. And again, Dead Hearts. You gotta oh, yeah. watch it, people. If you, you haven't really seen it, you really gotta watch this film. It is so wonderful. It's the best. There's nothing short. on that's better than this. Oh, Just watch it. It's fucking great. Seriously, you've gotta watch it. So thank you again to Stephen W. Martin for joining us on the show. That was an absolute treat, and I'm glad that that worked out. And we surprised Gordon. Which how often do we do that? That was cool. Every time I make it through the day. <laughs> Our usual bullshit. You can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. New content on bonehand.com infrequently. It's also the home of the Heavy Half Hour. And you can find my stuff such as it is at mightywombat.com. At least one new cartoon every week. And then I'm over mighty underscore wombat on the Twitters. Nice. You can follow me on Twitter as well. I'm Bonehand over there. And we also have a Bonebat Twitter feed as well as a Facebook group. Yeah. We do silly stuff over there. You should check it out. We do. Have sweet deals, videos, all kinds of silly stuff. Music. David Pumpkins is over there now. <laughs> well, all right then. Uh, once again, thank you for listening. And if you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Uh, don't forget... Submissions are open for the 2017 Bonebat Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. So, if you're a filmmaker, you want to send your short or feature into us now for our consideration. Submit. Submit. And uh, we'll be working on the Kickstarter video. That'll be happening pretty soon, so uh, keep an eye peeled for Steve's doing the whole video naked. Uh, not this year. But, yeah, oh. It's been done. It's time to do it clothed. <laughs> All right, I'm watching the whole video naked. There you go. Well, you do most of your video watching naked. Yeah, that's pretty much how I watch it. All right, our last tune for this evening. We're going to go way back once again, all the way to the debut album from Witchery. This is from Restless and Dead on Necropolis Records, 1998. And it is their statement of purpose. Their self-titled tune, Witchery. I hope you dig it. Once again, this is Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. Yeah, I do have a good one. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.
You know the problem with whistle pops? What? That slowly your spit sinks into the, the hole that you blow into, and then it drips out of the other hole. There's really no way to prevent that. Hey, did you happen to buy a candy drum set too, you cocksucker? <laughs> candy kazoo? Is that close? <laughs> All your candies are like yeah. annoying musical instruments. You've got a candy Pop harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> candy maracas. <laughs> like what are those? What do they call those whistles? A slide whistle? Yeah, slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Next year. Ah, ah, ah.